0: This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, the show that talks all things outdoors in Paul Bunyan Country, or as we like to call it, paradise. It's like the Weekday today. We'll hear from Mark Bacigalupi. He's from the Brainerd Area Fisheries Office with this week's Lake, and also we are talking about the 7th Annual Youth Outdoor Activity Day in Alexandria. Over 2,000 kids will be in Alec next Sunday for a full day, absolutely free event. Dean Krebs has all the details. It's all coming up. Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors slash Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. We're going to hear about the upcoming Youth Outdoor Activity Day in Alexandria, Sunday, August 29th. Dean Krebs who is one of the key members of the groups putting it together, joins us. Dean, thank you for taking time
1: today. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: Kind of did a little background interview with you before we got going, as I'm uh, based out of Bemidji, and Alec uh, is new territory for me. But this sounds like an, a really amazing day. Before we get into the details on on how it all came to be, just give us a capsule of what's going to happen on Sunday.
1: Sure. This is a, a, an activity day for kids where they're going to come out. It's completely free. Uh, we like them to register online beforehand, but you don't need to. Uh, They're going to get a free T-shirt when they enter, and then they can go take part in in about 42, 44 different activities uh, that are outdoor recreation things that we can do uh, in the Minnesota area. Uh, We're also going to give everybody who attends, even parents, free lunch uh, and then free ice cream as well. Uh, Most, if not all, the kids are going to leave with a, a prize of some type of outdoor-related gear, like a fishing pole or a BB gun or a bow and arrow or binoculars or something like that. So, com- again, completely free, and they get to do a lot of fun things.
0: And, again, when we say Sunday, I, I should clarify, that's Sunday, August 29th.
1: Correct, and it's located at the Alexandria shooting park which is just off the freeway in alexandria and it's interesting you mentioned bemidji we pull from bemidji we pull from people that are three three and a half hours away to come to this event it's the seventh time we've had the event uh we missed last year unfortunately because of covid mm-hmm. but um uh, this is our seventh event and we're expecting over well over two thousand kids to attend this event this year
0: well when I when I heard what it's about it doesn't surprise me that you're getting pull from a lot of uh, areas because it sounds like an amazing event and you were you were telling me when you got started with this uh you weren't expecting it to take off quite as big as it did it it was a huge hit immediately
1: Correct when we first came up with this idea and we we put this on we were thinking ah, can we get 100, 200 kids to this? That'd be great. And 542 kids <laughs> showed up. And the next year, we're up around that 1,200 mark. And then ever since that, then we've been uh, 2,000 or more. So um, it's it's just ballooned and it's awesome to see because kids are getting off the couch and they're going to uh, partake in, in events and activities that they normally may not have a chance to do or a chance to try. Uh, even kids who are outdoors kids my kids are outdoors kids but they're doing some stuff at this that they've never done and a perfect example of that would be our rock climbing wall i mean in this area of the state we don't have a lot of rock climbing or probably any rock climbing <laughs> but we have a rock climbing wall out there so they can they can give that a try and see what that's like
0: so you were telling me as uh, earlier that that this got started by the douglas county uh, um couple of a couple of organizations i'll let you tell me who they are
1: yeah, Douglas County Pheasants Forever and Viking sportsmen are uh which is a local sportsman's group. Uh I'm involved with both of them we came together and we said we need to do something for kids and really how it all started was that uh I had my six year old boy came in the re- the house and he really had to go to the bathroom. But the T V happened to be on and it was just like a magnet. He just it just like it sucked him in over to watch that T V. And I looked at that, and I went, if that's happening to my son, who is an avid outdoors kid, there's a lot of kids that just don't have the opportunity. So I went to the two groups, said, we need to put on some type of event that gets kids introduced to these outdoor activities that we can do in Minnesota.
0: And they agreed, and boy, uh, kids, or at least parents of kids, decided they needed to be there.
1: They did, and they've come en masse, and that's good. And one, one of the things that I, I always ask is, if you're going to come to our events, fill the car up with kids, because it's free. It's not going to cost you any more. Uh, get the neighbor kid, the friends, whoever, especially kids that don't have an opportunity to, to do a lot of outdoor things. Put them in the car. Bring them, and they're going to get to try all of these different events. There, uh, Just to name a few of them, just to give you a flavor, uh, we have BB gun shooting and trap shooting and and ATV rides and a nature trail and fish uh, fishing rod casting, learn how to cast a fishing rod. Um, we have outdoor cooking and outdoor shelter building and just all kinds of uh, neat things.
0: Dean, how many uh, kids would you say are getting initial exposure to some of these events, and how many are... are fairly well versed in the outdoors
1: you know we have a fairly even split i would say i I can't say if it was 50 percent or 40 percent or 60 percent but you know there's a lot of kids that uh have had exposure to the outdoors but don't have exposure to the wide variety that we're doing we did follow up with a survey this year and that survey said that 87 percent of the kids have went fishing because of our event uh 70 percent of the kids have went hunting because of our event and 60% of the kids have went camping because of our event. And so we know that we are really reaching people and changing people's behavior and actually getting them out doing things.
0: One of the other, uh, I think, important things, and it sounds like, you know, you've, you've invited parents into this event as well. A lot of parents uh, may not have a lot of uh, experience in the outdoors either and are a little overwhelmed when they see these big boats and all the equipment you need for outdoor stuff, a little bit nervous about it. There's some education that can help, help with parents, I would think, at this event as well.
1: Yeah, we have two stations that we uh, actually invite the parents to take part. One is the archery, and we'll actually give the parent a T-shirt if you try archery with your son or daughter or whatever kid you bring. Uh, the same thing with trap shooting. And last year, the last year that we had this, obviously two years ago because of COVID, we had about 280 kids that, or I'm sorry, 280 parents that took part in trap shooting for either the first time or, or hardly any experience. And so that adult-onset piece of outdoor recreation, hunting, and fishing is, is really important to hit that demographic of the public. And so, I mean, I think that's a huge success when you're talking almost 300 parents that are getting out shooting for the first time.
0: You have uh, 40-some activities for, for kids to take part of. How do you gather all that up?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, and and really, it's the model. And um, the model that we use is we put on the event these two groups: Pheasant, Douglas Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, and Viking Sportsmen. But we go out and search for activity providers. And a perfect example of that would be uh, Ducks Unlimited is, handi- is handling our waterfall event. Let's Go Fishing is doing our our uh, uh, casting clinic. And so we partner with this, these groups. And it's such a big event; it's kind of daunting, right? but if each group does their little part uh... then it is uh... so much easier on us and we don't have to deal with that so for example we've got a mock blood trail that the backcountry hunters and anglers are doing and here's your spot go get them tiger that's kind of what we say uh... And we don't have to worry about the details of how to make fake blood and that type of stuff they do all that if they need a chair they bring a chair if they need a prop they bring a prop and it makes it very manageable for us and makes this event very successful on a large scale.
0: When you first started, how many activities were you featuring?
1: We are in the low 30s. I think it was 31 or 32, something like that.
0: And, uh, and it's just taken off from there. And one of the other things that you said uh, when we were talking beforehand that I thought was really important is that this is not really supposed to be a sales opportunity you got to provide an activity for kids to do or you're not welcome.
1: Yeah, that's basically it. So as an activity provider, we say uh, there's, there's very few rules. We say you have to have an activity for the kids to do. Uh, there are a couple of very little exceptions. One is our conservation officers. Uh, they're there to answer questions about, you know, game and fish laws and that type of stuff. So they don't really have an activity. The activity is just talking with them. Uh, and the tip trailer is uh, the turn-in poachers uh, wall of shame trailer is really not an activity other than going and reading the stories about uh, what is in that trailer. But for the most part, you have to provide an activity. The other thing we want these groups to do is we want them to market themselves. They cannot sell. Money cannot exchange hands at all at this event. Uh, but we want them to market because a win for us is if a kid gets interested in mountain biking, for example, because of our event and one of our activities and joins the mountain biking club, that's a win for us. It's a win for the mountain biking club. That's fantastic. So we really want our our activity providers to, to market themselves and get involvement with kids and their parents after the event.
0: I'm assuming now that, that you're reaching the success level that you're reaching, that you've got groups coming to you saying, hey, can I get involved in this?
1: We do. We do, and it's really been fun to watch that happen over the years. Um, at the beginning, we were going out and soliciting uh, providers and donations and you know, working very hard on that, and we still work very hard on that, but we, it, it's so fun to answer the phone sometimes in, in March, six months from our event, or and have someone say hey i've heard about this event i've heard how awesome it is we want to be involved and i get those calls now retunely and it just it just makes me smile inside that we're kind of a little bit over that hill and people want to be involved with the event
0: talking about an incredible event in the alexandria area that's coming up next sunday august 29th youth outdoor activity day Dean Krebs is my guest. Dean's got a lot more info to share later on. But up next, we're going to find out about this week's Lake of the Week. Mark Bacigalupi from the Brainerd Area Fisheries Office joins us. You're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors slash Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
1: Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further.
0: This is Fish in Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Lake of the Weekday, Holy Cow! It is Lake of the Weekday, and we are headed back down to the Brainerd Lakes area, checking in with Mark Machigalupe, the Brainerd Area Fisheries Supervisor. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about this week's lake, which is, again, a decent sized lake, uh, not as huge as a lot of them in your area, but uh, you know it's well over a th- thousand acres. It's it's Hubert. Tell me a little bit about Hubert.
2: Yeah, Hubert at thirteen hundred acres is uh, you know no lake to to uh, lift your nose at Uh, sure there's some bigger lakes in the Brainerd area but uh, Hubert's one of the clearest lakes around and uh, really interesting because of the the bass population
0: yeah it's got a a lot of largemouth in there and a lot of smallmouth in there and of course uh, smallmouth are a little a little more rare than largemouth so it's always fun to find a smallie lake
2: yeah there there must just be the right uh, habitat and food there must be just enough rock in in Hubert and uh crayfish uh, that something about Hubert that the smallmouth are really thriving there really nice sizes of smallmouth there i mean next to uh Mille Lacs lake that's uh it's uh, really a place where smallmouth bass fishermen can go and find some really nice sized fish.
0: And I would presume, because, uh, you know, uh, you, you do have a lot of really good, healthy bass waters in your area, I would imagine bass fishing's got to be pretty popular down there.
2: Yeah, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people like catching bass, and we have a high school bass fishing team, and And uh, tournaments, can, uh, tournaments can get spread out around the area, and so good bass opportunities. And this one even stands out amongst uh, good bass opportunities, so.
0: Okay, so good bass fishery. I was stunned when I looked at the the number of walleyes, and this is from the 2019 survey. So just a couple of years ago, nearly seven a net. That's a that's a big number. And then to be nearly seven a net and have an average weight of over two pounds, that's pretty unheard of.
2: Yeah, nice walleyes in Hubert. What's What's interesting there is um, it is a stocked fishery, and we only stock that lake once out of every three years. And it's at a lower stocking rate than is average for, um, you know, most places. We we call it one pound per literal acre. The literal acreage is the uh, acreage of the lake that's under fifteen feet. So it only gets about forty eight hundred walleye every once every three years. And uh, to see numbers like that um, coming back is really encouraging. And uh, it's clear water. People are figuring out how to fish Hubert. It's little bit of a sleeper walleye lake and uh, some of the clear water fishermen um, are the that you're you kind of have to get good at that around the Brainerd area <laughs> and some people are figuring that out so.
0: another great uh, thing about it is it's got a, a solid northern pike uh, population but I, I like the uh, the look of four point3 per net when you keep that at, at that lower number then you had a better chance of them growing and again we're seeing an average weight of over two pounds so that looks to me like northern pike are moving in the right direction there.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the funny thing about northern pike uh, fisheries management. In most most fish species, you want to see a higher number in your in your survey. And pike, you want to see the lower lower number because that means, like you mentioned, that the average size of them is is hopefully going to be better.
0: And you got uh, you got your standard uh, bluegills and crappies too.
2: Yep, always good panfish opportunities, and, and uh, any place you are able to maintain, you know, your emergent stands of, of vegetation, that's, um, that's really a good thing. Bull rush and cattails and having uh, good spawning areas for those fish, and Hubert is really amazing with their bull rush stands uh, that go, you know, way out into the lake, and it's really nice to see those healthy plant stands
0: well as as you noted it's it's one of the few areas where you can get uh, really good populations of smallmouth bass, so uh, the bass anglers I'm sure are well aware of it, uh, so it's not probably a real secret uh, but whereabouts are we going to find Hubert?
2: yeah Hubert Lake is uh, I guess the closest town they it would be Niswa okay. and uh, you know you're coming up that main corridor of highway three seventy one and it's uh it's just a short right turn on Highway 13 uh, to get to the public access. And you kind of have to wind down a a smaller road uh, to get to that public water access, which is a smaller one, not a a huge number of parking spots. That
0: sounds like it's easy enough for me to even find that one.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and, uh, our mapping software these days helps out a little bit, too.
0: (laughs) That does. Any concerns on the lake right now?
2: No, hubert lake's doing really well um it's uh it's doing well it it does have the the zebra mussel population um that's we are finding to be more common in the area uh seems to be doing well even with that um the plant stands are doing well um the lake stewards on the lake are doing a nice job we have uh We've seen uh, you know we do aerial counts in the winter of where we can monitor the the pressure uh, pressures uh, reasonable. Um, we have a the nice um, summer camp opportunities for for young people in the summer the It's called Camp Lincoln for Boys and Camp Lake Hubert for girls and so so that brings some visitors in the summer as well.
0: Does it get a ton of pressure besides bass anglers?
2: Well, I would say it's uh, moderate, and, you know, it could be maybe gaining a little bit of steam.
0: Okay. All right, it is uh, Lake Hubert. It is our Lake of the Week. Nice lake uh, in the Nisswa area, to be specific, and uh, a great bass fishery, which, Mark, I think we mentioned this in the last uh, report we were doing, too, um, bass fishing, or maybe it was earlier in this one, even bass fishing is becoming so popular, and that I think that high school competitive, uh, fishing is, is going to be a real turning point, uh, for the next generation of bass anglers. I think we're going to see bass fishing continue to pick up, which maybe makes the, uh, the long time bass anglers a little bit irritated, but I think it's great for the sport, though.
2: Yeah, we, we do want to see those, uh, young people with the connection to the outdoors not just fishing but it's getting them out there and and seeing how how the natural world works and changes and different weather patterns affect things so that's a good thing
0: all right mark bacchagalupi the brainerd area fishery supervisor talking uh, lake hubert our lake of the week mark as always thanks for the time today
2: always good to be here
0: This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors slash Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Dean Krebs, my guest today. He's heading up the Youth Outdoor Activity Day next Sunday, August 29th in Alexandria. Huge event. Over 2,000 kids expected to be there. Dean, we're a little late in the game for this year, but say somebody in Bemidji or Brainerd or anywhere that uh, is picking this up, maybe the podcast even, uh, says, hmm, I should do this. Uh, How do they reach you and, and maybe start working on next
1: year? yeah so youthoutdooractivityday.org i know that's a mouthful but <laughs> youth, youthoutdooractivityday.org. uh that's our website if you want to attend this year just go on there and register again it's free it's not going to cost you a penny um and come and, you know bring some kids check it out uh and there's ways for you to volunteer if, if you want to volunteer at our event we need a lot of volunteers we need about 250 to 275 at a minimum uh, number of volunteers to make this event happen and the more is better so we can give people breaks and that type of stuff Uh, but you can go in there and register as a volunteer Uh, you can register your kids to partake in the event Um, there's ways for you to donate and get involved with us there's contact information Uh, We're happy to talk to you all year long about what we're doing. And and I've even been on um, another podcast, the Hunt Talk podcast, that goes nationwide trying to get this model out to other communities. There's no reason there couldn't be three or four of these activity activity days uh, across every state. So if someone's out there kind of thinking, ah, we should do something like this, by all means, call me up. I want to share everything that we know and what we've learned to get someone else to put one of these on and get more kids involved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, where we live right here in the the heart of what I call Paul Bunyan country, uh, yeah, there should be three or four just across that area uh, in this yeah. state uh, for sure. Um, so yeah. we, if if we're going to come there Sunday, and again, that's Sunday, August 29th, uh what are the hours? I'm assuming it's pretty much the whole day.
1: Yeah, ten A. M. to four PM. Okay. Uh, you can come and go as you please. There's no schedule. You wander around. If this activity interests you, do it once, do it twice, do it ten times. <laughs> uh doesn't matter. You don't have to do them all. Just you know, whatever interests you wander around and 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 just take part and, and just watch the smiles. I mean I get so much uh enjoyment out of watching the smiles of these kids and I'll tell you one of my favorite moments of of any youth outdoor activity day was watching uh, a young dad uh, who had had a, a, a van load a minivan load of kids driving out at the end of the day all the kids had duck calls and they were all quacking on their duck calls and <laughs> the dad looked like he was going to go nuts and i'm like that's awesome <laughs> that is awesome
0: <laughs> oh so it's an all-day event it's absolutely free right down to lunch lunch is free too
1: Lunch is free, too. You cannot spend money at our event.
0: That's my kind of event, right there. I'll tell you.
1: You know, you know, and we've heard so much feedback about that. If you go to uh, the fair, if you go to the the state fair, you go bowling, movies, whatever it is. If you've got uh, you know many kids at all, I mean, it's easy to drop a hundred dollars on an evening. Well, you're not going to do that here. This is a, a fun family activity that you can do that just doesn't cost any money.
0: Now, why did you choose this particular time of year? I'm assuming it's about the same time every year.
1: It is the last Sunday in August every year, and um, we had to uh, work with the shooting park on their schedule, mm-hmm. and it's kind of ironic. We we were thinking a Saturday. Most things like this happen on a Saturday, uh, but they were busy, and we could only do it on a Sunday the first year, and we had such an unbelievable showing that we just decided to continue with that. So... Uh, it's kind of right before the fall season, when a lot of activities, you know, take place in in Minnesota. So I think people are excited to get out and experience some of this stuff in anticipation of fall coming. And and usually the weather isn't too hot. Uh, if you've got any pull with the weather, man, we don't want too hot and we don't want rain. Um, and so it's just stuck.
0: Yeah. So so Dean, uh, I mean, obviously you're you're a person who loves the outdoors. How did you get involved in the outdoors?
1: You know, I grew up in the outdoors. So my dad was a, uh, you know, brought me hunting and fishing and and that type of stuff and then when I had kids, it was like, you know, I got to get them out and I enjoy it just so much getting out, you know, with my kids and with my friends and and relatives and family members and it's just been such a great experience for me and so fun to do and I just I wish other people could could do that and and when I hear stories about people sitting on the couch and and watching the poll of of screens these days i'm like we got to do something we got to get kids out so um that was the that was the impetus behind it how i got involved and it's been fun
0: are you from the alexandria area originally
1: i am yes i grew up here born and raised
0: so you uh you know the lakes and the rivers and everything else about that area quite well
1: well, there's a lot of lakes to to know, uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of like the Bemidji. There's a lot of lakes, so I know I don't know them all, but I do know a few of them.
0: Well, as long as we got you on the phone, have you been out fishing lately?
1: Um, you know what, my son, I was actually out yesterday, and, you know, these kind of the dog days of August, it uh, wasn't too productive for him. Uh, we did try a new lake. Um, a small little lake everybody sees these little lakes and we didn't even know if there were fish in it um but we hiked across and and um and we get access to this lake and and fished and did were able to catch some fish and and that was kind of cool on a lake that uh uh we'd never fished before so
0: that is one of the things that i think we we need to do more of living in our areas whether it be alec brainerd or bemidji kind of those areas with all these lakes tucked away, you need to go out there and experience those lakes. Um, well, you know, there are people that live in areas where there are no lakes, and we ignore most of ours. So it's it's fun to get out there and check those things out. And you, like you found out yesterday, you'll be surprised what's what's out there.
1: We there, were, my my sons had seen some fish jumping and they didn't know what they were. So that's why we went back to this lake, and and uh, turns out they were carp. uh, (laughs) that didn't matter because we still we still were able to catch uh, a few fish off of that lake and there's such a variety of lakes you know there's these lakes that are shallow and small and and then you've got these lakes that are big and deep and everywhere in the middle so um you know there's really a lake out there for for everyone and every skill and experience level and and, uh, you know, that's pretty important. And, and I can mention this is another thing that we're doing. These two same two groups, Fettles Forever and Viking Sportsman, are working with the local school district, and we have a gear library. And that gear library is uh, designed to remove a hurdle, another hurdle in getting kids and families outdoors. Um, so, for example, let's say you've got a family of four and you wanna, you're thinking cross-country skiing would be kind of fun, right? But are you going to go out and drop, I don't know, what is it for? to outfit a family of four cross-country skis is probably... I don't know, $500,000, I don't haven't price for cross-country skis, but, I mean, it's expensive. Sure. So we have this library where you can come and try them, and you can bring your, you know, get the, check out the cross-country skis, go out and try it with your family, and you say, hey, I'm glad we tried this because we hate it. We're not going to do it again. Or (laughs) we love it. Let's go invest in skis of our own. But that's very important because even the person who doesn't like it says, we didn't like cross-country skis, but let's go check out the ice fishing equipment. Ah, that's our sport. That's what we love. And so our, our local school district, Alexander Public Schools, is housing it for us and checking the gear in and out. And it's just been so successful but that people are actually able to uh go out and try try different types of equipment. It's still very young, it's in its infancy yet, but uh we're building and getting more equipment all the time and and uh that's another thing I would love to see. Every town like you know, Brainerd, Bemidji uh, should be doing something like this so so that these people who are sitting there as a family going, ah, I kind of like to, but uh, I don't have the gear, well, let's remove that hurdle.
0: It's a great idea. That's a tremendous idea, and uh, I love that. That's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, we've, we've had a, a, a somewhat of a similar situation here. We've had a Take a Kid Fishing group in town for years, and they have, um, they have fishing equipment, rods and reels and things like that you can rent, but but I, not to, to the level I you guys are doing. Um, boy, I, I'm just really impressed with this organization. Uh, I, I'm guessing seven years ago you did not envision this.
1: No, no, not to this level, not to what we're doing. Um, and we've really, both groups have, have worked together very well, and, and we've got some very dedicated people who, you know, really have, bought into this mission of what we're doing and and um you know really tried to make it better for families and outdoor uh, recreation in this area and you know there's the other things we got going with the school district too. We have trail cameras behind uh pretty much every school in our school district now and the science teachers are using them and the kids love it. Um, we've got uh, outdoor learning spaces uh behind our middle school and uh wood duck houses out there and and um docks and ponds and and that type of stuff. So, the partnership that we've had with the school district to reaching these kids, and then, like I said, the gear library is open to anybody in our community. So, you know, it's it's really just giving people opportunity and removing and removing the hurdles.
0: Wow, good good stuff, and uh, really really impressed with the things you're doing there. And for anybody uh, you know listening on Kick FM and Alec or the podcasts that are somewhere near the Alec area, some, some great things for you to take advantage of. Again, Dean, we're looking at Sunday, August 29th, Youth Outdoor Activity Day. Uh, no charge at all. What's the website to go and get registered?
1: YouthOutdoorActivityDay.org.
0: All right. Dean, we will get you there. Dean Krebs, who uh, works with uh, Douglas County Pheasants Forever and Viking Sportsman's Club, putting together this event for its seventh year. Dean, thank you for taking the time, and uh, I'm sure you're going to have a huge event. uh, And uh, thank you and your crew uh, for doing this incredible event.
1: Well, thank you for having me on, and yeah, big thanks to the crew that puts us on. There's some long hours that it takes to to do some of these events, and and, uh, it's a labor of love, as they say.
0: That is Dean Krebs. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for spending time with us today. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast so you can listen whenever it's convenient for you at Podcast One or on the PodMN app, which will also give you access to hundreds of other Minnesota-based podcasts. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow. Any workout, any mood, any time.